0: This Wellness Couch Podcast is brought to you by the Wellness Couch Club. Get exclusive access to the Wellness Guys and Marcus Pierce in live events, webinars, newsletters, and more for less than 2 bucks a day. Go to www.thewellnesscouchclub.com.
1: Thewellnesscouch.com. Streaming wellness into your lives. Pull up a rock by the campfire. It's time for That Paleo Show with
2: your hosts, Sarah Stewart, Steve Hayter, and the man with no shoes, Brett Hill.
3: Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Sarah Stewart. I'm Steve Hayter. And I'm Brett Hill. So you're living a paleo lifestyle and you've experienced some great improvements in your health. But you still know things could be better. Get ready because today's show is for you. Our guest was no stranger to a myriad of common symptoms that many of us know a little bit too well. So including painful bloating, mild depression, caffeine dependency, chronic fatigue and nagging injuries. We know that the solution always starts with food, but as it turns out, that was only half of the solution. Inspired by the huge improvement in the way he felt eating in line with the autoimmune protocol, Chris developed a voracious appetite for research and was empowered learning that contrary to what many doctors told him, genetics were not the only underlying root cause to his health concerns and that the answers were really out there waiting to be discovered. Through management of diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction, and supplementation, Christopher has successfully achieved a new optimal level of health and fitness and was able to solve his health problems. Here today to help us learn more and benefit from his hard work, experience, and research is Christopher Kelly from Nourish Balance Thrive. Welcome to the show, Chris.
4: Thank you for having me on. What a fantastic introduction! I wish I could get uh, someone to speak that for me every time I needed to <laughs> say that. But thank you.
3: <laughs> My um, pleasure. I can follow you around if you like. I might be busy, bit <laughs> yeah, <though>. weird. would you? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: um.
3: Chris, I love your story because it's so relatable, um, and and the fact that we can find our own answers is just wonderful. I love it when uh-huh. we can have power to know that there's measures we can take um, and and continue towards being our best possible selves. So, I'm wondering, can you share with us and, and our listeners how you arrived at the point you're at today?
4: Yeah, it's been quite a long journey, and I think I'm still improving. I'm, it's getting harder and harder to tell, you know, as the <laughs> as the gains diminish. You know, it's not a it's not a linear change at all you know it's like lots of gains in the beginning and and now not so much but yeah certainly if I sort of cast my mind back a few years I was super healthy and fast I'm a mountain biker and uh, when I moved to California from London I really got into the mountain biking in a big way because it's just fantastic here obviously it's the birthplace of mountain biking here in California and uh, got competitive started racing started training started over training thinking you know more was more quite naively and got myself a coach he slowed me down a bit so that 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 helped a little bit with um how tired I was feeling all the time I had really really terrible fatigue and um you know I progressed really well in the bike races I always got good results that that's been consistent throughout but it was what was happening to me outside of the riding that was really awful And and so you mentioned most of the things there you know like common but not normal things so fatigue, especially in the afternoons, and then not sleeping through the night, uh, waking up multiple times, and then a total loss of sex drive is like a kind of a big red flag. I think for both men and women, they lose interest in sex pretty quickly when something's not right. And so, you know, I did what any normal person would do. And I went to my doctor, I was working for a really fancy quantitative hedge fund in Walnut Creek, quite an affluent part of California at the time, and my job came with really, really good health insurance. And so I went to see the doctor and he just looked at my symptoms, which were insomnia and loss of libido and, you know, some GI issues. And he just prescribed uh, medicine for each one of my individual symptoms without really ever asking w- why this might be happening. And for sure, like some of these medications, they can help with the symptoms in the short term. So Ambien, for example, does actually work quite well for putting people to sleep. But it doesn't really sort of answer the question, why is this person not sleeping? Is something else going on here? And so, you know, the next thing he did was pass the buck and sent me to a gastroenterologist. And the gastroenterologist just wasn't interested in what I was eating at all, didn't really think it was a factor and suspected that I might have irritable bowel syndrome, which in my mind is not really a diagnosis at all. You know, you walk into somebody's office and say that you have an irritable bowel and then they say back to you, well, you've got irritable bowel syndrome not 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 very useful and and so (laughs) she said to me oh well what we can do for you is we can do a colonoscopy so we can you know put a camera up there and just confirm what you've just told us is is true and then if it is true then we can diagnose we can prescribe you some anti-steroid sorry some steroid anti-inflammatories and when those stop working because they will stop working then then we can do surgery and I was kind of got lucky in that i just met a girl who's now my wife and she's a food scientist she has a master's in food science dairy science actually from um san luis Obispo, and she understood the biochemistry and physiology and a lot about food allergies and she's like nah this is not right this doesn't sound right at all and so she, she started doing a ton of research and discovered a version of the paleo diet called the autoimmune protocol that seemed like an incredibly low risk in- intervention to try. So we did, we both did it. And I think that's kind of important. Like when somebody in the household needs to do something that everybody does it, cause it just makes life so much easier in terms of cooking. And I got fantastic results with it within two weeks. I was feeling a million times better and I was starting to see some of the blood work. I'd spent a fortune on blood work at this mm-hmm. time, you know, in the deductibles you pay, you pay some of the cost yourself when you get blood work done here in the U S and, um, yeah, I spent a fortune on that. And, and some of those numbers started to look a lot better. And that really just spurred, that just kicked it all off. I mean, I was listening to a lot of podcasts at that time anyway. And then I just started consuming everything I could possibly find. You know, you kind of realize that actually this is not, as you mentioned, genetics. It's, it's not just your lot in life. Certainly genetics can play a role, but there's so many other variables that you can manipulate And so I, you know, just really dived into it. And I I ended up finding a a functional medicine practitioner who ran a bunch of lab tests on me that I'd not done or even heard of before. And my first sort of inclination was to say to my doctor, my medical doctor that took insurance was, you know, can you run these tests for me? And he said, no, I don't know what they are. Sorry. (laughs) And so I ended up paying for them out of pocket, but it was some of the best money that I ever spent because it it answered some of those most important questions about why I was feeling the way that I did, right? So why was I not sleeping through the night? Why was I so bloated? Why was I so tired? And, and the answers were hormone imbalance. So I had super low cortisol, low testosterone, um, low DHA is another anabolic hormone. And then I was walking around with multiple infections. So one was kind of a weird amoeba thing that not many people have heard of. And the other one is a pinworm. It's like a blood sucking worm that quite a lot of child's children have. And um, I've probably been had it, had it my whole life, you know. So, um, yeah, that was the kind of the root cause of some of the problems that were appearing just as really as symptoms on on the other lab work. So, you know, the blood work would show anemia and, and probably the cause would be the, the problems that are going on inside my gut. So, you know, at that point, I realized that there's two really important pieces to this solution. And, and the first is the paleo diet. And then maybe for some people that are more sensitive, the autoimmune version of that paleo diet. And then the other half is the functional lab work that really gets to the bottom of it and identifies the root causes, the biochemistry and the physiological problems that are holding you back from being as well as as you are. And, you know, like I say, I've just seen continuous improvement over the last few years. And my bike racing was already pretty good and, and it's just gotten stronger and stronger. And last year, I was able to get the results I needed to upgrade to the pro level, which has been exciting. And then um, we turned this into, we partnered with a medical doctor, and we turned the whole idea into a practice. And then I quit my job at the hedge fund so that I could work on this full time. And then I'm also working with uh, a registered nurse, my wife, who does the food coaching. So yeah, now it's turning into a little flourishing business, which is really, really exciting.
0: That's an awesome story, Chris. That that's a really cool journey, and I think it reflects the journey that a lot of people have as they go through, you know, our healthcare system and paleo and all those different things. Because so often, you know, when we do have health issues, people just think of it as normal. It's like, well, everyone else is sick, so that's just kind of normal, and and we just put it down to bad luck or, like you said, bad genes or bad germs or whatever it ha- might happen to be. And we say, well, that's just the way it is without doing what you did, which is asking that why question. You know, mm. why is that the way it is? Why, is? why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me and not perhaps to the person next to me? And I think these are such important questions to ask. And, and obviously taking that more functional holistic approach is a really important way of doing that. So. You know, for, for people out there, I guess, what's, what's the first step they need to take to start looking more closely at this? Is, is it just getting in and seeing a, a different GP, you know, ch- changing up to someone who takes a more functional approach and getting some of these tests done?
4: Yeah, so they do exist. Like um, the naturopathic doctors run these types of tests all the time. So if you go to your normal medical doctor and, and ask them to perform a salivary cortisol test or a urinary organic acids test or a stool test, They're probably going to say, I don't know what that is. I don't know how to interpret it. I'm not going to order it. You're going to have to find someone else.
0: And and it sounds like a waste of time and money is the kind of thing you'll often hear.
4: Uh, Yeah, so exactly. So it's just not, I've come to realize that doctors, that the, the system works differently. They need a diagnosis. So the medical doctor that we're partnered with, she still works part time in a traditional medical practice. And the way her time works or the way her day works is it's divided into 20-minute time slots. And the whole business model is driven by writing prescriptions. So, you know, you, you walk into her office, you present with certain symptoms, you fo- follow through a flowchart, and then you end up being prescribed a, a drug. That's kind of how the system works. And actually in the US, it's illegal to say that anything is a cure for a disease that's not a FDA-approved pharma- pharmacological solution, right? So you can't say that, berberine for example improves insulin sensitivity you just can't it's not legal so yeah it's it's a very different way of working and 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 i think for anything that's chronic so if it's been going on for longer than you know a couple of weeks or a couple of months then that system is completely useless but that doesn't mean it's completely useless overall so they're still really really good at fixing broken things and cutting things out and sewing things up and stuff like that i think they do a really great job with that stuff
2: chris um our, uh, our listeners will, may know that you're uh, in California and uh, and that's where you reside, but um, they might notice that you don't sound like somebody that lives there has grew, or born in California or grown up in California. And what I was interested to to query with you or ask is um, when you uh, lived in, in, um, in the UK, what were some of the observations that you made between food in the UK and food in the US?
4: Yeah, that's a really interesting question, actually, because... I didn't fall apart in the UK and that I've always questioned that, you know, I know I've got a celiac disease, no question. I have some of the, so I've said that this is not just genetics. This is not your lot in life. Certainly genetics plays a part. And, you know, I have some of the genetic markers for celiac disease. I'm I'm 95% confident I have it, but some of the first foods I ever ate were gluten and, you know, other grains, rice crackers, whatever, soy milk, maybe. And, I didn't get that sick. You know, I was never that good. You know, I was almost quite tired. I've always had problems with energy and and, and didn't really sleep very well, but nothing like as bad as I was in the U S and I'm I'm not sure what it is about the U S diet. You know, that's like really, really processed. Certainly. I noticed when I first moved from London to California, I was working for Yahoo at the time and they have a canteen on site as many as the large tech companies here in Silicon Valley do. And I just started eating their food. I didn't really think about it. And, you know, put on 12 pounds in, in the first two weeks. You know, you don't really fully appreciate just how calorie dense, hyper palatable, and full of toxic things the, the standard American diet is. It's quite dangerous. <laughs>
3: It's interesting, um, you know, the way we perceive food, whether it's just something that, that you know, we put in and we get energy out or if it's something that we take a whole to a whole new level. And I can relate. Steve and I have been watching this show called Naked and Afraid. I don't know if you guys get it over there or not, but um, basically they plunk two strangers in the middle of the, um, you know, desert or the forest or really crazy locations and, and they're left for 21 days. Yeah. Um, and um, what that show has actually given me is a whole new appreciation um, for food and how precious it is um, and I really love that you talk about um, on your website I was reading Chris um, about you know food as a, a starting point and, and fixing your food but what I love is that you actually specialise and recognise that we're all individual and unique um, can you perhaps elaborate and tell us about you know um, some co- common, more common variations between you know uh, individuals perhaps.
4: Yeah. So, I mean, everybody has a unique biochemistry and people fall apart in different ways is the sort of easiest way to put it. And and so when I do the lab tests on them, I find all sorts of different things depending on the individual. So what seems to be universal is that when people are under too much stress, they, they tend to develop hormone imbalances. So low cortisol, low testosterone for the women they tend to develop PMS-type symptoms, which I know are a sudden drop in progesterone and causes that. So they get symptoms at that time of the month. And then for the men, they tend to develop low testosterone. So they stop uh, putting on muscle mass so easily. You know, they'll stop getting results in the gym and they'll notice changes in in their behavior and their personality. But um, I also do a, a urinary organic acids test. And that one's really, really interesting because it looks at the byproducts of cellular metabolism which is completely unique to the individual so i see all sorts of different problems on that which are usually fixable with supplements we, we always try and get everything from from diet wherever possible and normally that involves eating more organ meat which i'm sure you're aware of but um you know sometimes the person can get really great results by supplementing with enzyme coq10 for example or carnitine is another micronutrient that's very useful for fat burning in fact it's required for fat burning so if you've got somebody that has a goal of um, burning fat on their bike for endurance activity then that can be a a really useful supplement or if they have a fat loss goal as well obviously if you're trying to burn fat then you need this micronutrient so yeah each person is individual on, on on the lab work but at the same time i know that all humans have certain basic requirements and so the diet and lifestyle coaching that we do tries to meet those basic requirements that I know everybody has.
0: Yeah, and, and I guess that's the kind of balance you're trying to find here, isn't it? Like, we've just mm-hmm. spoken about, you know, the medical system, how it can be just a bit sort of reductionist and, uh, and and you know, not look at the body as a whole and not look at the whole picture and not look at, mm-hmm. I guess, the, the why behind the how and then... Um, and then we're talking about doing, you know, various different tests and, sign- and still trying to sort of diagnose in a way, but, but trying to individualize it as well. I mean, there's, there's kind of a balance there somewhere, isn't there, between looking at that holistic picture and just giving the body what it needs and understanding that the body is innately healthy, but then also trying to individualize this for the, for the individual to find the, the solution and the, the extra little key that's going to work from them. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you find that balance?
4: I mean, well, that's where the lab work you know, gives it guides me each time. So, um, I'll give you an example, a really common course of events that I see is someone goes through an increased period of stress. So for me, it was mostly training for the mountain bike races, but sometimes you have someone that has a loved one die, or maybe they get in a car wreck, or maybe they have a terrible time at work, or they lose a job or move house or get married. You know, there's so many things that could possibly cause an increased period of stress. And then that person, falls apart in predictable and unpredictable ways. So the predictable way is, is the hormone imbalance I talked about, but the unpredictable part is what kind of infection they're going to pick up. And I'm seeing this, we've been running hundreds of these stool tests now, and I would say six or seven out of 10 of them come back with some kind of low grade infection. And the person always feels better after they've removed it. So I'm talking about things like H. Pylori and C. difficile or um, entamoeba histolytica. So these are mostly waterborne illnesses like protozoan parasites that the person has picked up in their digestive tract as the result of having a suppressed immune system from this history of chronic chronic stress, if that makes sense. And so you never really know how the person is going to vary. You don't really know what you're going to find on the stool test. In fact, the, the microbiologist doesn't even know when you do this test, you send a sample into the lab and the microbiologist actually looks at the sample underneath the microscope and they don't know what they're going to find. And sometimes they have to classify something after they've like initially seen it, if that makes sense. So yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's very unique to the individual.
2: Chris, isn't it funny in life how uh, it's the strong adversities that we come up against that help us discover our passion? And for you, it was that healing journey that you went through that really ignited your uh, passion and, and purpose with what you're doing now. Um I was wondering if you could tell us uh, a little bit about some of the the big takeaways that you got from um studying at the Kalish Institute and um also what it what it practically looks like that you do with people when you consult with them
4: yeah, absolutely, yeah, I was angry honestly, you know I just couldn't believe it i just i I started to feel really bad for some of the other people that were not as fortunate. You know, because obviously some of these tests that cost money and 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 stuff, and not everybody can afford it. But I don't know, does that like really stop you from offering it at all? But yeah, that was my initial response. I was incredibly angry that you know, even though I had the best in health insurance, that it, it was still not the right answer. And, and that's what motivated me to start testing other people, and then eventually to start this business. And my overarching goal is just to help as as many people as possible. And you know, the, the doctor I originally worked with was, was, was Dr. Dan Killish and he, he's a, he's really, really good. He's, he's amazingly good. And I, I remain skeptical and still remain skeptical because he's not, he's not a PhD biochemist and he's not a medical doctor. He is a chiropractor and, you know, I'm sure chiropractors do some really great work. I'm going to have to like t- t- tread lightly here. I've not, <laughs> as, but in, in terms of them laying their hands on me, I've not, not had such great experience, but um yeah in terms of them like running these lab tests um i I mean it was just absolutely life-changing and the the only reason that dan agreed to work with me at the time i think was because i I just money was no object and i I was just like okay let's just do all the tests i'm you know i'm really really done with this I, i have to fix this thing i was desperate and normally he don't like i'm not sure he would have like taken me on as a patient had i not had that attitude and his primary focus now is training other doctors. Now I'm not a doctor, I'm a computer scientist, but he agreed to let us on to his training course. He trains chiropractors and medical doctors and other healthcare professionals. And he agreed to let us on because Julie's a food scientist. And so we did his course. It's, it's actually online. Any, anyone can do this. Uh, you don't have to be in California and see him to do the training course. And it's The course is basically a summary of his 22 years of experience in practice, fixing the types of problems, the really common but not normal complaints, so the fat, fatigued, digestive issues, hormone imbalance, depression, those types of things. And it's very condensed, it's very dense, the course, but... um, yeah, it, it works wonderfully well. Like you take his protocols and you implement similar work and you get the same results that he does. It's fantastic.
2: Um, one of the things I was curious about, Chris, is how can, how can somebody access this testing and is it restricted just to California?
4: No, actually. So, you know, we ended up partnering with a medical doctor. So Dr. Jamie Bush is, like I say, a traditional primary care physician. And the reason she was willing to join us is because she's kind of annoyed because she spent $270,000 acquiring her medical license. And, you know, her goal was to help people too. And she turned up for day one at work. And, you know, the, the system that she found was quite upsetting. And she's only just struggling at the moment just to pay off the interest on her student debt. So um, obviously, that's not a good situation for her. So she's kind of, you know, similarly minded. And she's also been um, gaining some additional qualifications in functional medicine. And she's also a pro mountain biker. She's a real pro. So I'm kind of a hobby pro. (laughs) And um, she's like someone that's actually trying to make a career out of racing her mountain bike. She does UCI World Cups and, and races of that standard. So she's really, really good. And so she doesn't, you know, that's what takes up most of her time. And so we've been working together. She's been doing a ton of research, which downs in, trickles down into our practice in, in, in the form of, of supplementations, supplementation recommendations, mostly. Um, but yeah, I don't think you know, you'd be able to do it without the help of a medical doctor. Certainly in California, you need to be a licensed practitioner in order to order the tests. Now that the practicalities of actually doing them are really really good so you do all of the sample collection at home so it's all saliva urine and stool and you can do these tests from anywhere even from australia
0: and and so what happens then you you package them up into some sort of a container obviously yeah right and, and does it need to be refrigerated like how does that end up in california
4: yeah, let me explain how that works. Um, so hopefully it doesn't end up in California. Or at least hopefully your samples don't end up on my doorstep. That was kind of <laughs> it's been my worst fear from the start. It hasn't happened yet. So the way the process works is um, I take an order. You can place an order for a test on my website, and usually people do these tests as part of a larger packet package that consists of diet and lifestyle coaching. So they're not just doing the tests in isolation. And then what I do is I send the test kits for the lab samples to you um you know wherever you are in the world and the test kit it just consists of some collection materials and, and the instructions and that's really all there is to it so like the urine sample is dead simple you just you know wait overnight take your first pee of the day and then you freeze it and then you put it on an ice pack and you send it off via fedex or whoever else you can get hold of wherever you are and that sample goes direct to the lab and then the lab they they do their work they run the sample And then the results come back to me electronically and so once i have the results i can interpret them i need lots of information from the person i can't just interpret lab results using the results alone but yeah with that extra information that comes from the person i can design a protocol that's specifically for that person to fix the problems that we found on the lab work so yeah it's pretty cool
0: that is cool hey Chris you mentioned the expense of this and obviously there'll be some people out there listening who are thinking this sounds great but I'm just not sure if I can afford it you know if if people are looking to get started and and they don't want to go straight into that expense you know what would you recommend they start with would it be something like the autoimmune protocol that you spoke about earlier or you know how would you suggest they get started if they just physically can't go you know the whole hog and get obviously the best testing done
4: yeah so I mean everything you talk about on this show the paleo diet is certainly the foundation of our solutions. So that's what makes this a lasting change. When I work with someone, say I do a test on them and they've got a C. diff infection, you know, my opinion is that they, didn't, they weren't unlucky, I don't think. Not normally. Normally they've made some diet and lifestyle choices that's- that enabled that infection to take place. And sure, they're going to have to take some supplements or some medication to get rid of it. But the thing that makes it a lasting change is, is the paleo diet and lifestyle. And so don't get too fixated on the food is my advice because there's other parts to it too. So certainly I know that light dark exposure or the fancy word is photo period is, is, is very important. And then I already talked about the, the role that stress plays in this. And most people can't avoid exposure to stress. It's just a part of modern life now. So the only thing you can do is improve your resilience. Mm-hmm. And so if you wanted to do something right away without doing any lab testing, certainly the paleo diet, I'm sure everybody's doing that but also look at the light dark cycle thing and then also your stress management and the sleep. And if you want to know whether these things are good or bad, or if you want to know they're, if they're improving, then the way to do that is to quantify it. And so there's things like just this morning, I've been interviewing Dan Pardy who runs the website in the dansplan.com. And so he has lots of really useful tools that you can use to track Um, your progress with sleep or movement or walking or exercise or diet and I think those I mean it's a bit like the lab testing right but a lot less expensive you're just quantifying something that's that's in your life that's having an an effect on your health.
3: Mm. Chris it's fantastic to hear you um, talk about obviously not just you know nutrition but but the other components and that's something that we're constantly working at and bit by bit, people are understanding that paleo isn't just a diet. Um, And I know that you pride yourself on, um, you know, making sure you stay across the the new information that comes up and and the latest research. Who are your go-tos? Who do you watch and and who keeps you inspired?
4: Yeah, well, that's what the podcast is all about, really. So, I started the podcast not long after quitting my job and and really launching full-time into the business Nourish Balance Thrive. And... That podcast, although I don't often say it in the interviews, is my learning experience, my continued education, if you like. Like I spend a a great deal of my time still studying various different things. But yeah, those interviews really help shape and form my opinion. So, you know, some of the people that I've been talking to recently that I found to be very influential, Dominic D'Agostino is a... Uh, biomedical researcher that is an expert on ketosis that has been highly influential to, for me. And, and then I interviewed uh, Stephen Guillenet recently, who is a neurobiology researcher that's been working with Dan Pardi, actually, that I, I mentioned as well. And so they've been looking at the hyperpalatability of food and food reward and which are the best diets for fat loss. And uh, yeah, a ton of other really interesting things. So the interviews are great. You know, like there's no way in, in that you could do this in any other way. That I could just phone up, you know, the world's leading researcher and say to them, "Would you mind just spending an hour with me right now?" So I know what to do in, <laughs> in my life and for for, the, for you know for the lives of some of the people that I'm working with. It just that just would never happen. But these people are willing to come on and and do podcast interviews that I then you know distribute on on the podcast. So, so that's been fantastic
3: yeah we can certainly relate we um <laughs>
0: right we, yeah you're sharing our secrets here like <laughs> Don't we don't want everyone to know this is just all i know us. i was
4: thinking about that earlier it's like what would it be like if everybody did this right so just everybody started a podcast yeah. to, to be able to get some one-on-one coaching with the world's leading expert in neurobiology you know like I, somewhere that would fall down
3: uh, it's certainly um a wonderful benefit to, to what we do and um Uh, amazing talking to you as well chris so i hope that our listeners like us are all feeling really inspired and empowered about the state of um your own health and and thank you too chris for taking time out to share with us um if you're tired of trying random things, um, Nourish, Balance, Thrive offers a holistic system that integrates the latest in modern scientific testing, as we've heard, um, with age-old natural health solutions like paleo for weight loss, fatigue, depression, um, digestive problems, and hormone imbalances. So to learn more about how you can benefit, head over to their website, which is nourishbalancethrive.com. And register for instant access uh, to your free 15-page book, which is What We Eat, and that'll give you a little teaser of what's on offer. And you can also keep up to date with all of the latest info by liking Nourish Balance Thrive on Facebook and following them on Instagram and Twitter. We hope you enjoyed the show as much as we did. And remember, you can join the conversation by liking that Paleo show on Facebook and following us on Instagram. Until next week, continue to share your story and help to grow the Paleo tribe worldwide. Did I just get through an outro without stuffing it? Oh, you smashed it. Woo! That was
4: really great. You're really, really good. It's really hard. I do this all the time, and every single time I fluff it at least once. Oh, I just (laughs)
3: laugh. I I just keep
4: going now. And then you get... um, This morning I interviewed... I did two interviews this morning, and the second one was with the CEO of a new probiotic company. It's called General Biotics. A really interesting product. They've got a a product that's a spin-off of the NIH... Um, gut microbiome project so millions and millions of dollars have been spent on this and, and this product is the is the end result and yeah I fluffed the guy's name in the original intro and then when I got the intro right he got my name wrong <laughs> was like, oh. but yeah it's difficult
3: I think the worst one I've done is like one of the like original paleo bible books said the wrong author or something I was just like <laughs> oh my god <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: oh well we're all human. Um, Chris, thank you so much.
4: Yeah, thank no, thank you. This is um, you know, a really wonderful opportunity and it's a real privilege to be to be part of this, you know. Like um the, the podcasts are really what enabled me to get started not only with fixing myself but with just starting a, a new business that's that's turning out to be much, much for, more fulfilling than making rich mm. people richer at hedge funds. So yeah, thanks guys, I really appreciate what you're doing and, and keep up the good work.
2: Uh, awesome. Thanks, Chris. Cheers, buddy. See you. Okay. We'll see you later. Cheers, then. Bye. Bye.
1: Hi, it's Karen Smith here. Are you ready to take your life to the most incredible level possible in 2015? Are you ready to not just be the best version of you, but to inspire your tribe like never before? Now, if you've answered yes, then get ready for the wellness breakthrough. Eight of your wellness couch favorites over three incredible days and two outrageously fun nights in February, guiding you to break through to the next level like never, ever before. Think of this. Cindy O'Meara. Me, Karen Smith. Kim Morrison. Quirky Cookings' Joe Whitten. Marcus Pierce and all three of the wellness guys working specifically with you personally. Now let's be clear, this is not a sit and listen event. This is a make shift happen retreat. Your life will never be the same again. Come with us, join us at the Wellness Breakthrough. Now for more information and to book your seats, go to all the Ws.thewellnesscouch.com and I'm going to see you there.